Hello, Moonchild, and thank you for listening to today's episode. In majority of my previous episodes, I have focused a lot on self-love, development, and awareness. But today, we're going to be talking about astrology. Astrology can be a really amazing tool to use, not only for fun, but to assist you in self-work. Even if you are skeptical, I encourage you to keep listening, because I was also once a skeptic, but now I'm a hardcore believer. So let's get started. So when I first really started my spiritual journey, astrology was one of the first things I discovered that I dived really deep into. I am by no means a professional, but I have done a lot of work and research. And I do feel confident enough to give you some basic information and tips If at any point you feel called for more, I suggest you find a professional astrologer and get a reading. If you aren't quite ready for the pros, that's totally fine. There are tons of apps and sites out there that can give you a lot of information and give you your natal or birth chart for free. This is where I began. I really love the site Cafe Astrology. It's free and very, very detailed and accurate. Be very careful of the CoStar app. The creator admitted that they troll you. Your birth chart is a complete report that shows exactly where all of the influential stars, planets, and celestial bodies are at the exact time of your birth. And each celestial body has a particular influence over you and certain parts of your life. Now would actually be a really great time to pull up a copy of your birth chart if you want to follow along and look at yours as I explain. The chart can look overwhelming at first, but as you look further, Cafe Astrology does a fantastic job giving explanations. So first we have the planets. Or the celestial bodies, such as the sun, moon, Mars. Then we have the zodiac signs. And last, we have the houses. While there are several celestial bodies, there are only 12 zodiac signs and 12 houses. Every zodiac chart will be divided into 12 signs and also 12 houses. I read from... A astrologer that had a really great way to kind of explain all of this and they said imagine the mix of planets signs and houses as a theater production the planets or the celestial bodies are the characters the signs are the costumes they're wearing And the houses are the stages or the areas of life where they're lived out. The planets express their energy in the style of the sign they're in and show up predominantly in the house they're located in. This is why all three are very, very important. Most people's knowledge of astrology is just their sun sign. This is the sign that everyone knows by their birth month. Mid to late March um, to early mid-April is Aries. November to December is Sagittarius, so on and so on. 
So the sun would be your celestial body or your planet. And if you're born on April 1st, your sign would be an Aries. And I bet most people don't know what house their sun is in in their chart. Me included until I started looking more into this. This is why your entire chart is important. You can't just look at your sun sign and expect to truly know yourself. I used to think that astrology was bogus because I did not feel like I identified completely with my sun sign. I have looked at several charts from my own, my partners, my friends, and I will say I have not discovered one that was inaccurate. First, I'm going to go over the planets. These are our characters, and each character, just like each person, has their own personality or its own meaning. This is a lot of info, so I may not mention every single influence. Let's begin with the sun. The sun is the planet of self. It represents your personality and ego. The spirit and what makes you unique. Your truest self and identity. The sun also rules one's natural father, husband, or other male influences and children. The sun is a masculine energy that rules the sign Leo and the fifth house. Which I understand that may not make sense yet, but it hopefully will after I go over the signs in the houses too. Next, we have the moon, which is the ruler of emotions. The moon also controls our waters, the tide making waves. Our emotions have been compared to the sea for forever. Fluid, fleeting, churning, if the moon can influence mass bodies of water and we as human beings are made up of mostly water, why would it be hard to believe that the moon affects us too? I plan to do a full episode on the moon in the future, so I'll go more into detail on that later. The moon is your feelings, your heart, your soul. The moon symbolizes mother and the relationship between woman and child. Fertility, pregnancy, and childbirth are also ruled by the moon. The moon is a feminine energy and rules cancer and the fourth house. Next, we have our ascendant or otherwise called our rising sign. And this is one you will hear a lot of people talk about. People who do delve deeper into astrology at least usually know their sun, moon, and rising. This is actually not a planet at all. This refers to simply what zodiac sign is ascending or rising on the eastern horizon at the specific time of your birth. This is why time is so important. The rising sign is your outlook on the world and the first impression you give others, how you look and how you act, and how others perceive you. It is often referred to as your public mask. Next, we have Mercury, the planet of communication, intellect, awareness, logic, reason, our manner of thinking, how we create and express our thought, our thought processes. Mercury is quick, quick-witted, and quick thinking, prompting us to stay energized and move from one thing to the next. 
Mercury also rules short trips and travel, a trip to a friend's house or to town. It also influences siblings, transportation, speaking, writing, books, technology, especially online communications, and learning are all within Mercury's realm. Mercury is neither masculine nor feminine and assumes the gender of the sign it is in. It rules both Gemini and Virgo and the third and sixth houses. Venus is the planet of love and money. Venus is all about pleasure, especially pleasure shared with someone else. Romance, harmony, marriage, friendships, unions, and partnerships. Our attractiveness and what attracts us are all part of Venus. Socializing and relating to others. Beauty, the arts like music, dance, drama, and literature. Venus also rules the pleasures from our possessions. Luxuries, jewelry, painting, cars, food, and drink. Venus is very sensual, though not necessarily sexual. I like to think of the women are from Venus, men are from Mars, and I'll do Mars next, which is the other planet that rules over our relationships, but in a completely different way. Venus is feminine and rules the signs Taurus and Libra and the second and seventh houses. Now let's move on to Mars, the planet of passion. Mars is the planet of action, energy, drive, and determination. Mars commands you to get up, get noticed, and get things done. Ambition and competition are within Mars' realm. Mars encourages us to face challenges and to be our best self. Aggression, courage, honor, assertion, daring, and fearless attributes please Mars. Mars can be constructive or destructive, and it is also known as the god of war in ancient times. Mars rules over our sexuality, sexual energy, weapons, accidents, surgery, and how you fight. Mars is a masculine energy and rules both Aries and Scorpio and is the and rules the first and eighth houses. Now let's move on to Jupiter, the planet of luck. Jupiter is the guardian of the abstract mind, the ruler of higher learning and the explorer of ideas. Jupiter assists us in developing our ideology. In spiritual terms, it rules over religion and philosophy. Jupiter promotes searching for the answers, even if it means traveling all over the world to find them, which is fitting because Jupiter also rules long-distance travel. Ethics, morals, optimism, luck, and good fortune. Jupiter wants us to grow and flourish. Success, accomplishments, and prosperity are all in Jupiter's realm. Jupiter rules leisure time, sports, games of chance, and animals. Jupiter loves animals. Jupiter is a masculine energy that rules Sagittarius and Pisces and the ninth and 12th houses. Jupiter is definitely one of my favorite planets and it's probably fitting because I'm Sagittarius. Now we've got Saturn, the planet of karma. Discipline, responsibility are all important to Saturn. Saturn values hard work. Saturn governs old age and its lessons. 
Saturn is a teacher, authority, structure, and order are ruled by Saturn. This planet reminds us of our boundaries, our commitments, and limits of time. Saturn is often associated with our father, a father figure, or an authority figure. Saturn assists us with growth and maturity through past lessons and karma. Saturn is a masculine energy and rules Capricorn and Aquarius and the 10th and 11th houses. Uranus is the planet of rebellion. Uranus brings a fresh way to look at things. Expanded consciousness, originality, inventions, computers, new technology, and future events are all ruled here. Rebellion, revolution, dictators, and free will. Bizarre ideas, freedom, humanitarianism, creativity are all important to this planet. Uranus is all about change and forward thinking, originality, individuality, innovation, discovery, and all that is progressive. This planet can be highly intuitive and also rules the unexpected, like earthquakes and natural disasters. Uranus is androgynous and rules Aquarius and the 11th house. Now let's move on to Neptune, the planet of illusion. Dreams, illusions, mysterious, and abstract thought are all governed here. Our spirituality is important to this planet. Intuition, inspiration, and spiritual enlightenment are in Neptune's realm. Some negative aspects include deception, trickery, deceit, guilt, and addiction. This planet rules imagination, fantasy, poetry, music, and dance. Neptune is feminine and rules Pisces and the 12th house. Pluto. Pluto is the planet of power. This planet is all about transformation, renewal, rebirth, endings, new beginnings, and regeneration. It loves to recreate but also governs our reproductive system. It's not always nice in the way ways it forces us to transcend as it also rules death, destruction, obsession, viruses, crime, waste, um, terrorism, and coercion. Pluto urges us to look within and discover the truth, even the ugly parts. It rules over Scorpio and the eighth house. Okay, so before I move on to the zodiac signs, we have a few other characters I want to mention. Chiron is a comet with a unique orbit, and in a natal chart, it is called the Wounded Healer. It represents our deepest wounds and how to heal them. Because the wound runs deep, it can take immense effort to overcome it. We can typically help and guide others very well in these areas, but find difficulty helping ourselves. Next, we have Ceres. Ceres is the largest asteroid. Ceres rules food, agriculture, nourishment, transition in a feminine life, nurturing, motherhood, and family relationships. It can show how you nurture others. Ceres is also connected to grief, separation, and time sharing, the cycles of loss and return. Next, we have Pallas, the asteroid of wisdom. In Greek mythology, this was the goddess of war, Athena. Victory, craft, intellect, intuition can also be associated and learning, teaching, and writing. 
In the chart, Pallas reveals where you can figure out things with logic, reasoning, and creative understanding. Our split decisions, how we respect our opponents, how you view the men in your life, but this isn't true for every placement. How you get revenge, how to solve problems, what area of spirituality you need to tap into for growth. Next, we have Juno. Juno is the asteroid of commitment linked back to the Roman goddess of love and marriage. The month of June, traditional month for weddings and marriage, was named after her. Our Juno placement reveals our key motivators for being in a relationship and core wounds related to attachment. It can reveal the type of person we marry or find it easy to commit to. Clues about our needs in a relationship Juno represents betrayal, give-and-take, infidelity, and fairness. Juno is all about equality and making things fair and balanced. Vesta, the asteroid of spirituality. Vesta represents what is most sacred to us, sacred feminine creative energy within us. Devotion, commitment, sacrifice, burning desire, purity, and purpose. Now we have the midheaven. Midheaven is the cusp of the 10th house in the natal chart, and it often refers to our career or life path, your reputation, or your social status. It represents our visible achievements in the eyes of our peers, our public face, material accomplishments, our goals, and higher aspirations, your ambition, and your proudest achievements. And last but not least, we have the north and the south nodes of the moon, or the lunar nodes. The North Node is our karmic path and lessons we need to learn. The South Node represents our challenges and gifts we brought with us to this life from past lives. The North Node is your destiny. Your North Node can show you your life's purpose. You get here by leaving your comfort zone. The South Node reveals past lives and natural talents and abilities. This is your comfort zone, what is easy or familiar. Your goal is to use these strengths to direct you into the North Node, the unfamiliar territory. This is the way to ensure growth in this life. Now that you know a bit more about the planets and their personalities, you can review your chart and see where the planets are. Depending on what sign and house they're in will affect or change how they manifest and appear in your life. Also, when you hear or read about the planets and the placements throughout the year and the retrogrades, you can be a little more familiar with the planets' own personal traits. And once I go over signs and houses in my next episode, it will hopefully tie everything together. So that concludes all of the characters I'm going to discuss. We still have the zodiac and the houses. So I think we are at a good stopping point because there are so many details to go over. I feel it would be best to split this episode. I really enjoyed researching and putting together this episode and I'm so excited to begin working on the signs. So make sure you tune in next Wednesday, which is the official drop day for new episodes. Thank you all so much for your ongoing support. If you enjoyed this episode, please rate, review, subscribe, and share so others like you can find this podcast. You can find me on Instagram at chasing.spirituality and on TikTok at chasingspirituality. Feel free to send me an email with questions or episode recommendations at chasingspirituality at yahoo.com. Until next time, bye.